welcome to this episode of the Jersey Watch Podcast. My name is Dalton. I'm your host. Today, we are joined by Colton. He's not been on in a while. Colton, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, it's fun to be back on here. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, definitely. All right, so we got some things to talk about today. Um, some news broke about Danny Ainge and the Celtics. Everything is going on with the fans. The White Sox dropped their City Connect. And uh, interesting things in Tampa Bay. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so what do you, so going in, we got the White Sox City Connect. Um, basically, it is like, they say it's gray. It looks more of a black to me. It says Southside on it in Gothic script. Uh, it's got the uh, Shy or CHI on the hat. Got the white pinstripes. It's very clean. Um, it has Chicago stitched over the jock tag. Overall, as like the third installment of this uniform, what is something you see that does you think it's better than the other two i mean what do you what do you think on it it is it's definitely better than the other two the miami one isn't really cool i would never wear the miami one but i would wear the boston one it's not the boston one was pretty cool but like the south side one yeah i mean it's 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 probably the coolest out of the three um just also i like anything black and white it just it, the color scheme's great. I mean, it definitely fits like their persona as like a organization mm-hmm. uh, representing their city. I think this is the first like city connect where we really see it being more like a NBA city jersey. Mm-hmm. Is because like most like the other team, like you said, the Marlins. They just did Marlins. They referenced an older team, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you see teams like uh, Boston. They referenced a certain thing in the city. I feel like this is one really goes with like uh like the Charlotte ones that say Buzz City or like the, the Detroit ones that say Motor City or like yeah. Atlanta when they did their peach tree one they reference <laughs> they reference a certain like street or area in the city. I feel like this is more like that style yeah. of city jersey in that sense. But Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying like the Nike the night the people over at Nike could could do a better job. With some of these designs, but that's just me. You saying they could do better? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the it's the. I feel like they've all been playing with like the it's NBA. Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball's always been. Yeah, playing. but like with the, the baseball and the, and the NFL and the in the NBA, I feel like they've just been there's been a lot more misses than makes lately. They've only dropped three. How many? Are you saying they're all misses? No, no, no. With like, with all the leagues that like Nike owns. Oh, like you're saying it's like a miss with them just doing jerseys in yeah, general. Yeah. Okay. Some like some of their special designs are very hit or miss. <laughs> give me give me an example of another league then. Uh, okay, so like what was that that blue one Milwaukee did or whatever? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, one was really bad. Shoot, I don't even remember uh I don't have my Milwaukee <laughs> I have notes on it, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's like a the, blue with like a darker blue wave or yeah. something. I the, thought it was like Greece inspired mm-hmm. to try to get Giannis to stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he hadn't signed yet. Uh, the I new that's true. Uh, the new one that got leaked for Miami. That uh, one's we, really we, bad. Stuff like I don't know. It's just to me, it's like, yeah, the city ones are cool, and it, it these these jerseys are probably cooler if you live there, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, if you're, like, a part of that, like, like for Chicago, for instance, like, mm-hmm. if you if you live on the south side or, you know, stuff like that, that really represents your area and where mm-hmm. you are, and that means a lot to you. 
the same as it does to us when like yeah, Charlotte drops City. a Buzz City. Yeah, those ones are like this year we were all like, oh, it's so cool, it's so <laughs> dope. And other teams might have looked at it and been like, what the heck is Goal and Mint doing together on there? <laughs> yeah. But you know, I mean, it's all like in your era. If it's something that means something to you, you're gonna like it more. Yeah. Okay. If you're just, okay, I know we just talked about like if it's in your area, it means more. But if anyone listening is from Milwaukee, can you please explain the cream? city to me in the comments or something on his instagram page <laughs> i've read into it before but i don't remember the details of yeah. why they did that but i gotta say that i mean the uniform <laughs> it just doesn't I, make sense but what's, i mean well so you just don't like cream city on it no that's so interesting i don't even mind that i mean i like the fact like i like the cream colored bucks jerseys like yeah. the one they did the other year it was their first city edition it had like the stripes and just the buck yeah. gear, like the buck head on the front it's mm-hmm. like those were really cool due to the fact that they were cream colored. They yeah. now do that same design with like the black one they have now. But I love how we were. We went from baseball to basketball, or whatever. But but know, we're talking it's... about we're talking about the city connect. <laughs> yeah. It flows with those city edition jerseys, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we'll get into that. Uh, but moving on, I want to talk about the jersey problem, okay, or the jersey policy problem. Have you been aware of what happened in Tampa Bay? I don't... Th- oh, oh, with the hockey? With the, the hockey. Ho- with the hockey, yeah. thing, Between the Lightning and the Panthers. Yes, show. yes. I, so, I've seen the video, and I was, just, I was just thinking to myself, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Okay, so let me break this down, all right? So, there's this video that I had seen, and then therefore reposted, um, about a... Panther, a Florida Panthers fan going to a playoff game uh, against the Tampa Bay Lightning just like last week I believe and they were trying to get the fan to leave mm-hmm. because he was wearing a Florida Panthers jersey and he was like arguing like I should be able to wear my jersey here why can't I wear my jersey here whatever and the Lightning have an interesting policy about that uh which they, of course, due to the incident, no longer enforce, mm-hmm. which is crazy that it took an incident for them to not enforce it. They should have just not had it. But basically, the Jersey policy came about in 2015. They made the Stanley Cup Finals. And basically, all the people that were buying tickets were out of state. Mm-hmm. So they had a, they had everybody from out of state coming in wearing their colors. They really had no home ice advantage, mm-hmm. in finger quotes. Um But basically, they instituted a policy that forbid fans from wearing other teams' jerseys if they were in their premier seats or club lounges. And this guy, and basically this guy took his son, his son was, they say his son was 11 years old. They were given three options because they showed up to the premier seat. Obviously, he's not going to take his son to the club, but I mean, he took, here's the three options. They could exchange their jerseys for blank t-shirts or purchase lightning gear. They could be relocated to a non-premium location and keep the gear that they had on. Mm-hmm. Or they could leave with a full refund of their tickets. And the fourth option, which is brought up at the end of the video, is they were going to get the police to escort them out of the building with no <laughs> refund. So basically, I didn't fully get what they ended up doing with that. But the situation as a whole is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Like, why have a rule like that? And they have another thing they put in place in 2015 as well that kind of goes with this policy. Yeah. For playoff games, 
if you are out of state, like out of the state of Florida, trying to purchase a Tampa Bay Lightning home ticket for a playoff game in the premium area lounge areas, they can track your zip code and block you from purchasing those tickets. Hmm. That way, basically, they have as much in-state fans there as possible, which gives them a more home ice advantage because there's like hardly any away fans in that area. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous to me. Yeah, yeah, because, like, I mean, it doesn't even really matter that much, especially in playoff games. Most of the time, there are barely other team um, fans in the stands. But, but you got to think, I mean, this guy, the guy in the video stated, I mean, he paid over, like, $400 a piece for his tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. But, I mean, granted, he was only, like, a couple rows up from the, from the glass there. Mm-hmm. on the ice so but still I mean the whole point like why would you block I mean I get it because the whole situation spurred from 2015 they made the final they had all opposing fans there they wanted to build up their own fan base mm-hmm. because they had been so bad then they just boom out of the blue just won it <laughs> but honestly once they started like you know getting whatever this rule that even let's say it was a good idea to put it in place mm-hmm. after like one or two seasons of it working Take it out. Like, mm-hmm. it shouldn't be enforced. The jersey thing should not be enforced, period. I think if you're a fan and you buy a ticket to go see a game, you should be able to go see the game. Yeah. And in the video, it states that or the, basically the people talking to him from the arena staff and team staff basically said that since he purchased on Ticketmaster, Ticketmaster is supposed to show, like, if you have a zip code, like, not wherever you are it pops up with the thing if you're like an opposing team you can't wear this merchandise at the game in these sections yeah when you purchase those tickets at first in the video he claimed he did not see it and then later in the video he's like oh i called ahead and got in the person i talked to basically gave him permission to wear in the seats but not in the club Mm -hmm. he's got an 11 year old kid he can't take his kid to the club anyway yeah (laughs) But, I don't know, it just really bothered me that mm-hmm. that came up and that he was, like, a fan. I mean, come on, it'd be like, it, like you don't see that happen at a basketball game. No. You don't see that happen necessarily at a football game. At a hockey game? Yeah. Why the heck does it matter at a hockey game? If it doesn't matter at football or basketball or even baseball, why does it matter at a hockey game? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Cause... Hockey teams just think they're better? Like, <laughs> I mean, what's up with that? I mean, well, they're... Their playoffs are really crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, yeah, they, they are the intensity of like a hockey playoff game is like really unmatched, honestly. And I do understand because like a lot of hockey fans are really hardcore about their sports, but at the same time, you know, taking a little kid to see your favorite team play in the playoffs, that just I feel like. You just shouldn't have, like, talked to him about it at all. Or even come up to him at his seats to ruin his day. No, I talked to some other people about this. And they were like, if he read the rule, he should have just either showed up wearing generic whatever. Or wore it up, you know, up whatever. And Mm -hmm. then just not worried about it. Yeah. If that makes sense. That was Mm -hmm. a lot of what or whatevers. But, I mean, it's still there, like should he have not worn the gear 
because of the rule, or should he have tried to fight it the way that he did? Oh, he should have tried to fight it, 100%. Because the reason, cause the reason being, I mean, clearly, you know this has had to have happened to other people. Yeah. Like, is he the only one that fought this rule the way it did? <clears throat> like, I don't think anybody would have taken the option for a playoff game to be refunded and leave the building. Mm-hmm. They would have wanted to be relocated. I, however, if I paid $400 a ticket, he basically plus whatever fees... Yeah. Ticketmaster charges or whatever. You're looking at over 800 bucks. Mm-hmm. If they relocate me to a seat that costs less, I want to be reimbursed for the difference. Mm-hmm. Would they have done that? It's not stated if they would have. Mm-hmm. So I mean, you really yeah. The rules know. seem a little unfair at some places and a little inconsistent. Like there are teams worse than the Tampa Bay Lightning in the NHL, mm-hmm. and they're the ones that have a rule. Yeah, that's ridiculous to me. Mm-hmm. And there may be other teams that have a like an unwritten rule that we just don't know about. But yeah, it's still. I feel like team. every team kind of has an unwritten rule. Don't wear the opposing every, teams. Yeah, every stuff, team kind of has that. They're like, don't wear opposing teams, especially like if you go yeah. to a like if you're out of state and you go somewhere to a game. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like if you show up, they're like everyone's gonna be looking at you like you're the enemy. Yeah, like you're gonna be public enemy number one. <laughs> like, yeah, in that type of situation, it's just bound to happen. Anyway, moving on, Colton, mm-hmm. you brought the idea to me that since we are base, we are collectors, that basically we need to do a top ten and just get it out there. <laughs> yeah. Bring this to light. Let everyone know what is our top ten. Yeah. So basically, we're gonna go through our top ten jerseys in our collections mm-hmm. and just kind of see how it goes. Yeah. So Colton, start us off. With your number 10. Um, so first of all, I don't have some of the specific names for some of these. Um, but I know that Dalton will be posting the photos later. Yes, we will be. About. So yeah, so just check out our Instagram. We're going to post all the, like our 1098, whatever, side by side so you can see. Yeah, yeah. So um, hopefully you can kind of imagine it while we talk about it. But number 10, it's kind of like. Start off light, because this is actually the only hockey jersey I own, but I, number 10, I have my Black Hurricanes alternate jersey. Okay. Um, it doesn't have a player on it. Uh, I actually think it's the only one on my list that has, it's that one, doesn't have a name on it. It's the one he's referring to, is they currently wear, it's the 19, it came out in 2019, mm. it's basically got the new flag, yeah. alternate logo as the main uh, chest crest or whatever. Yeah, and it just looks so cool. Like I think that like hockey jersey, hockey jerseys and baseball jerseys are like probably the easiest jerseys to pull off. Like if you're going out in public. Oh yeah, because it's like I mean, yeah, it's like a hoodie. Long, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like, but uh, yeah, and especially with it being black and red, and it's like it's got a special flag that's not like the hurricane symbol. It's just really cool and. I just love the way it looks. And I my okay, so it's on my list, but it's not like my number ten starting out. Oh so really? It's higher on my list. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I like it because it's got the state flag on top. Yeah, that's on that's like cool the shore. Too. Yeah. It gives a little NC kind of thing, <laughs> yeah. as we talked about with the city jersey. It's, it means more if it represents yeah. something that you're a part of. So. So that's your number ten. I'm gonna mm. go. Okay, so for my number ten, I picked. It's actually one you got. Okay. It's my LeBron James <clears throat> Navy Cavaliers jersey. Okay, yeah, 2015 I did. alternate. 
I did get that for you. Yeah. It's like that is like that was like one of my first LeBron jersey. I think that was my first LeBron jersey. Really? That I had ever yeah. Okay. That I because like you watched him in Miami, but you just never got the jer- a jersey at that point. Yeah, because I was like eleven or twelve and had no money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, that that Cavs jersey, the navy one, is always gonna be one of my favorites. It's always gonna get hate because they never every time they wore it in an important game, mm-hmm. they lost. So, like, it has a bad whatever to, like, the fan base on, or superstition of them losing. Yeah. But that is, like, one of the coolest Cavaliers jerseys, like, yeah. ever, like mm. in my opinion. All right. Go with your number nine. Okay. At number nine, I have my Hornets LaMelo Ball jersey, and it's the away one from this year. It's kind of like the Hornets it has is, to like... Be. He didn't play last yeah, year. Yeah, <laughs> Of course. But no, I just don't... <laughs> Right. Yeah, the only reason I specified was because you know they had like the jersey change. Now like, now their jerseys are more like so it's the teal with throwback. The yeah. Okay. With the so it's, it's the, the icon and stuff. Okay. Yeah, and it's just a reason that jersey is not only does it look fire, it's just you know like like the Hornets have never had a bad jersey in my opinion. Oh yes, they have. No. no. Oh yes, they have. No, mm-hmm. we can talk about this later. But um, yeah, the. Uh, it just looks so fire, and it's it also means more to me because I don't know. It's like I've I was never like a huge. I might get like flamed for saying this, but like I've never been a huge Kimba Walker fan. Like I don't know. I just like like watching him. Well, like growing people... up watching him in Charlotte was just I don't know. He was just kind of there for me. But it's like I feel like with this new team and Lomelo leading this new team, I was like, oh, it's like. A glimmer of hope and like going to some games after covid that was the first game me and you not you but that i went to since covid hit and it was just really special to like go and watch that game so i don't know that's why i, I really love that jersey yeah covid games are weird <laughs> yeah it's i can't wait for a little bit of normal <laughs> all right so my number nine is my uh alan iverson authentic hmm. 2001 has the finals patch yeah. on it that's like one I've wanted. My very mm. first jersey was a Allen Iverson jersey like that. Yeah. But it was actually fake. The one I originally got was my very first jersey. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know it till it got here. Um, but yeah, I've since upgraded that model. I still have the first one because it's my first one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to get rid of it. But so yeah, that's kind of my that's my number nine. Okay. Yeah. And then. No, my my number eight isn't anything too special. It's just um, the it's a Pelicans away, so it's like the navy one, but for Zion Williamson, um, I just I've actually that's probably the jersey I think I've worn the most out of all my jerseys. That's you've worn the most. I think it's just easy to wear out, and I feel like I don't know. I just I've been to like Universal theme parks and the theme park and stuff like that and. I don't know, it's just, a good wear. It matches. Yeah, I just kind of threw it on. I go out with it a lot and wear it. But it's like, yeah, I go. If you guys don't know, uh, uh, I'm like I grew up close to the Durham area. So like, and my whole family like Duke fans. So like, watching Zion. Play, yeah, Dolphins UNC fan. But watching Zion play at Duke and then seeing him in the NBA, I was like, I have to get his jersey. So like, I wear it a lot. So that's my number eight. I had a guy ask me at work the other day. I, I work at a sports store. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a guy ask me the other day. He was like, uh, which jersey should I get? And we had a Kobe and we had a Zion. Mm-hmm. And his dad was like, 
get the Kobe because of you're course. not going to remember that Zion guy in like 20 years. <laughs> and he said the same thing because we had a Lamelo Ball too. He said the same thing about Ball. He goes, get the Kobe. Mm. The boy got the Kobe. He was a smart man. Yeah, I would. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would get Kobe jersey still. But all right. So my number eight is I had a re- okay. So from eight up, I had a really hard mm-hmm. time. I started from the top and went down because mm-hmm. I just I couldn't start from the bottom. I actually did that too. I, I would have been the top and went down. I decided, and I'm gonna get heat for what's above eight for this. Mm-hmm. But my eight is my LeBron James 2012 Team USA jersey because mm-hmm. it's got like the. Flag, the American flag yeah. on the back and everything. It's super clean. Um, that's definitely my favorite. Because I didn't really like the 2016 USA jerseys. Mm-hmm. For me, 2012 in like the I 06, liked all of them, I think. The 06 FIBA World Cup jersey I have is an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Those are like my two yeah. favorite styles. Yeah. You can't really go wrong with any USA jersey, though, I feel like. No, they're all fire. Yeah. I, I, Something about that red, white, and blue, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Um, anyway, at number seven, I've noticed, I noticed the theme of, like, my favorite jerseys. They all have, like, well, for me, all my favorite jerseys have, like, memories attached to them. Well, of course. Yeah, I mean, and, like, like, just doing things with them. So, like, number seven is, it's actually not even, like, only, like, from a nice standpoint of quality it's not the nicest jersey i have but uh at my number seven i have a purple lakers jersey for kobe and it's a replica from when they did with like the broad shoulders and stuff okay, like so that okay so like it's an adidas style yeah the adidas replicas okay yeah um because i remember the reason that one's my favorite in my top 10 is uh kobe Kobe Bryant and Stephen Curry are like my two favorite NBA players ever. Like I love watching them so much. They're my favorite players, and actually Dalton was there with me um, for Christmas one year. It was Kobe's last. We got game. to see Kobe's yeah. last game in Charlotte. Yeah, and like and NJ had like a message for him <laughs> on the video board, it was, and it was it was such a great. We had nosebleeds, but it was still such a great experience. I remember my mom, my mom got me the tickets for Christmas that year. And, like, they were wrapped up with the, that Kobe jersey, and I wore it to the game. And it was just, that's that's why it's probably so high, or higher on my list. So high on your list. It's so, it's Actually, so don't get to, to seven. Yeah, but I don't, I don't wear it that often. That's kind of why I put it down a little bit more. Well, I think with anything, like, if it's something you really like, you want to try to keep it in the <laughs> yeah. best shape possible, so you don't want to overwear it. Yeah, when yeah, actually when he when he passed away, I was in my dorm room and I like put it up on the wall. Um, you should frame it. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about that actually. You should frame it, cause that's like you know first Kobe jersey you're like. Yeah. Got you got to put that. I want to get like it. a Mitchell and Ness, um, authentic at some point, but. I want the purple eight, the Kobe eight. See, I want the white eight, cause that's what he dropped eighty one in. So. They got a cool one. It doesn't have a finals patch. It's got the black tape yeah. from when Wilt Chamberlain died mm-hmm. in 2000. Yeah. Yeah, 2000. Mm-hmm. That one is like my favorite. Because like, I don't want, I feel like everyone that gets a, co- a purple Kobe 8 has the finals patch. Yeah. So basic. I want, I want, I want the poor Wilt to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. So my number seven, and uh, this one kind of goes to you know me being a Hawks fan, is my Kent Bazemore. 
Dude, don't laugh at me. Don't laugh at me. It's not about the players, about the Jews. True. Alright, so Kent, plus I love Kent Bays more. I loved him on the Hawks, the Bays gays that used mm. to give people in the playoffs. Uh, but Kent Bays more, 2017 City Edition. It's like all black with like bolt green, mm-hmm. and it resembles kind of the style of the 1970s, the way the lines and everything are on it. Yeah. But on the side, it's got the famous triangles mm-hmm. that everyone hates for some reason, which I love. <laughs> uh, but it's all. Yeah, I thought those jerseys were kind of cool. They're absolutely fire. They shouldn't <laughs> have changed them. I, w- I would have loved for them to stuck with that. I love. I'm not okay. Volt green on black is better than volt green on hawks red. Yeah. Just. Period. So that, that's probably why I like it more. But I liked the word mark. It was very cool. Mm-hmm. With your number six, who you got? My number six is... Uh, it's a tie, but they're like... It, they relate to one another. Okay. So it's like, first of all, Wait, I Between have, your number six is a tie. Between two jerseys. Oh, okay. So you don't, like, have, I you don't have a five and six. You just have like a six. Oh, no, I still have a five. It's just I fit two into six. Okay. They're both Raptors jerseys. So I was like, I can't... Ah, okay. It's like I can't differentiate, but this is, I'll I won't talk too long, but it's like um, a, a Kyle Lowry red away Raptors jersey. Um, the ones they switch it's it's their icon those iconic red jerseys they switch to like after Vince actually well Vince Carter played in it for like a year or something. The ones after they yeah. switched out of. Um... The purple ones. The purple with the black back. Yeah, yeah, they like wore the those. Early, the ones, the set after the set after. Yeah, the they wore them for a really long time. Like it was like 04. Yeah, they didn't change them until like. It had to have been 04. 2000 some 10. No, not, I don't know. Because the know, ones from 04 went all the way to 16. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that was just really cool because, I don't know, Kyle Lowry is one of my favorite players because being a Raptors fan, it's like doing that but the honorable the the one I kind of fit in with it was like obviously the purple Raptors jersey with the big Raptor on the front and it's got Vince Carter on it and of course now it's just special to me because that's that was the jersey I was wearing when I watched the Raptors win the win the the championship for the first time (laughs) so that was I love that one and it's also that one's a good one to wear out just because well, yeah, it goes with everything. <laughs> Iconic. So, like, it doesn't matter what you wear. If you wear that jersey, yeah. that's going to be the centerpiece. All right, so my... We're at six, right? Mm-hmm. My number six is the Carolina Hurricanes alternate. Mm-hmm. The black one. Like you've already mentioned before, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. I like the same reasons you <laughs> yeah. do. Shoulder patch, whatever. Surprised you, you put it so high over some of the ones you said. I I know. I've really... <laughs> okay, so I would have put... The, my number eight, the LeBron mm-hmm. USA one, higher. Yeah. But I didn't feel like changing the list. <laughs> so yeah. It is eight. It will yeah. be eight. I will live with it. It's not going to bother me. Mm. But yeah, Carolina Hurricanes is my number six. Mm. So number five now? Number five. <laughs> number five. Okay. Um, number five. This isn't... Um, I'm sure if you watched... Um, when we did that NFL jersey podcast, you know this, but I'm a I'm a huge, diehard Rams fan, and this is another one with like memories tied to it or whatever. But I have a I have a the St. Louis Rams Jared Goff jersey, like the navy. Yeah, with the gold. Okay. Navy and okay. the gold. Um, 
But I actually think they were in LA at that time. That was that weird phase when they were wearing St. Louis jerseys, but with LA. Does it say LA anywhere on it? No. Okay. But they had like the LA helmets, like they didn't match. Do you remember oh, that? Like yeah, it was yeah. like the white horns they with did the that navy. For, how long did they do that for? Like a year or two before they got rid of it. It wasn't that long, but okay. yeah, I because re- I remember how weird it was because they went to the Super Bowl actually when they because. I remember the year they went to the Super Bowl, their home jerseys were like Los Angeles jerseys with like the blue and yellow. Yeah. But their away jerseys were like the white and gold ones from St. Louis. And it was just a really weird time. But I, when I watched, yeah, yeah, when I was watching the Rams, I wore that jersey, that Jared Goff jersey every playoff game to the Super Bowl, watching them play. Sadly, they had to lose, but that's, yeah, my number five. And now Goff is gone. <sighs> yeah, I mean, the worst trade but Matthew ever. Stafford is definitely... Slightly off subject. Worst trade ever. <laughs> you go from playing in LA, you gotta go play in Detroit. Yeah. Like, man, that sucks. Yeah, but Matthew Stafford is obviously an upgrade, but it's like Jared Goff has like a special place in my heart. <laughs> Alright, we were on five. Yeah. My number five, and you already know, uh, is my Kyle Corver. 2016 jersey. Okay, I knew this. I thought this was going to be number one, actually. No, no. no. <laughs> I've, been, I've been very vocal about my number one anytime <laughs> I talk about jerseys. Uh, but yeah, my number five, Kyle Corey, it was the first year they did the uh, triangles. Mm-hmm. However, you, it's meant to be feathers for people that don't know. Everyone just calls them the triangle jerseys. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's my number five. I actually got it autographed. The same year I got it, mm-hmm. kind of made me a little mad because like I didn't really wear it after I got it autographed, <laughs> yeah. so it's just kind of been not worn. I need to frame it. I haven't framed it yet. Yeah. So that's why I thought it was gonna be number one because I was there when you signed it. I can't. Have or autograph. when he signed it. I can't have my autographed one number one. It's like a cheat code. <laughs> so not really. anything autographed automatically yeah. at the top. No, yeah, I, I, I don't have anything autographed. That's the only one I really wanted. Yeah. I mean, some LeBron ones would be cool to get autographed. Of course. The Kyle Corbett one is like, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's fire. All right, what's your four in this case? My number four is, like I said earlier, I'm a huge Duke fan. So I have a number four. It's a blue, Duke Blue Devils jersey. And as you guys probably know, you know, you can't have, well, pretty recently it's changed, but you can't have like players' names on the back right. of college jerseys. But this was the year Duke did like the chapel on the back of the jersey. Um, but basically, Duke, what Duke would do, they don't really do it as much anymore, but what Duke would do is they would, um, like the best player. And some other colleges do yeah, too. Whoever the best player was on the team or whatever, they would do that number and sell they that just number. Sell without a name. Yeah, so like the year I bought it, it's a, it has a number five on it, and it's the year Mason Plumley. They still do that. Yeah. Because they sell 1, 3, and 5, I thought, yeah. still. Also 14. They sell 14? Mm-hmm. Oh, Brandon Ingram wore 14. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, Carolina, does, Carolina doesn't do that anymore. They used to. Mm. Now yeah. they only do the number 1, and they do... Um, yeah, I kind of hate the Jordan's set numbers, though. But yeah. Carolina sells are boring. They won't put any number. Like, if they did, like, a number 2... Like, mm. I mean, I have a Carolina number 2. Yeah. From, like, years past, yeah. but I wish they'd do a new one. I want, yeah. I want the new Jordan... Stuff. Mm. Yeah, but yeah, you know, growing Mason Plumlee is one of my favorite 
Duke players Ooh. of all time. So <laughs> I love watching him. So I watched. I've watched a lot of Duke games in that jersey. So Boo. I'm done yeah. with you. Move yourself. Moving on to my list. <laughs> my number four. I actually edited this part um, of my list when I was writing it. I just kind of scratched out and just kind of filled this in. Mm. Uh, my 2019 Atlanta Hawks, the alternate one that says ATL. It's red mm-hmm. with the triangles. Lots of triangles on this list. <laughs> it's by John Collins for that uh-huh. year. And it's got like the sponsor patch, which I could care less if that's on there. Yeah. But I mean, I got in Atlanta, so I mean, it had that on there. That's probably the jersey I wear the most. Mm-hmm. Just because it go. I just love, anytime I watch a Hawks game, that's probably my go-to. Yeah. Either that or my Trey Young. Yeah, I feel like we all have the we all have those go-to jerseys for our favorite teams. It's like I'm more of a John Collins fan than I am Trey Young. It's really is, interesting. Which is weird. I, <laughs> I get every time I like talk, I like find Hawks fans on the internet. And they're just like, bro, what? And then, yeah. I don't know. He he started the process, so I'm more <laughs> invested in John Collins than I. I when Trey Young came in, I knew Trey Young was gonna be Trey Young. Yeah, I remember meeting. I was in like Disney World, and I remember meeting some people from Toronto. And I was like, oh my gosh, Toronto Raptors fans. And I was telling them how, like, they were, like, skeptical that I was a fan. But then they were, like, they were start, when they started they heard you talk. When they started talking to me, I was like, yeah, Andrea Bargnani is one of my favorite Raptors ever. <laughs> and they were like, oh, he's, he's serious. Anybody so, remember Bargnani? Yes. Yeah, so I was like, I understand what it's like to, like, weird players on your favorite team. <laughs> it's okay. I get made fun of for being a huge fan of Kevin Herter. Yeah, from by me. <laughs> Kevin Herter's the bomb. I, I will live and die with Kevin. Yeah. Um, number three. We're on number three. Go. Uh, number three is... I couldn't finish this list, you know, go through this list without having a, uh, a Stephen Curry jersey on here. Of course. So, actually, what I put was the Stephen Curry Slate Night jersey. The sleeved black one. From 2016? Yeah. I got you. Because that one, that was the year they went 73-9. and um, And lost. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) But, uh, and then in that jersey was when he scored 12 threes in a game and he hit that one three, the famous three against OKC. Oh, yeah. Um, I watched, I think I watched, yeah, I watched him win the next year's championship in that jersey, so... That one is just... I also like to wear that one because it's easy to wear, so... That's one of my favorite jerseys. Yeah. I'm not too fond of the 17th <laughs> finals. I'm, you know, 16 finals. Just yeah. <laughs> my number three is actually my Miami Vice D-Wade. Hmm. It's the black one from 2019. Yeah. That's, like, so fire. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that jersey. I would wear it. It matches so many things. It's yeah. just... I, I absolutely love it. Plus, you know... Anything Vice and anything Miami, if you don't get D-Wade, who are you going to get? Yeah, don't they still sell Dwayne Wade stuff? They do. With the new jerseys? They sure do. Yeah. Now, they do it now. I'm mad. So, for the Vice ones, uh, they still sell the black one from that year. Yeah. But it has the old sponsor patch. Mm -hmm. So, eventually, they're going to run out of those with the old sponsor patch, and Mm -hmm. they're going to stop selling them. So, it's like, if you want one, go get one on the Heat store. Yeah. You need to get it. Number two. Over there already. Okay, so my number two We're there is. Already, dude. We've been on this for like a while. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, number two jersey is a Matt Holiday 
St. Louis Cardinals jersey, and more specifically is the, it was the first year they did the throwback ones with like the old style and the cream color. Okay. Yeah. But it they kept the new logo, with the old style jerseys. Um, got like the stripes, two stripes down the middle, like an older style. But that one, I love that one. I wear it a lot to watch Cardinals games and stuff like that, and even just wearing it out. Um, but yeah, Matt Holiday was one of my favorite Cardinals growing up, and I actually bought that jersey from the St. Louis store when I went when you to see the Cardinals play. Yeah, you got, he's got on the Cardinals hat right now. He's, yeah. he's decked out. He's enjoying it. Yeah. My two is actually baseball as well. Mm. So Your last two? My number two. Okay, my last two are both. Your last two are both. Okay. My number two is my, and I got, let's see, Texas Rangers Authentic mm-hmm. 2019. Mm-hmm. And it has the final season patch for their final season at the yeah. Old ballpark uh-huh. before they moved to yeah. New in twenty twenty. It's a blank jersey, but I want to get it next time I go to Texas. I actually want to go get it customized with my own of number. And whatever. Yeah, that is my my favorite mm. baseball. My that's like that was that's my first authentic baseball jersey in my collection. Yeah, so I was like that has like super meaning. Mm. Plus, it cost arm and a leg. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. It, it, I had to want it a lot more to, to yeah. uh, dish it out. But that that is my number two. It's like one of my favorite Rangers jerseys. Yeah. Number one. So, yeah, at my number one spot, um, I know through like this whole list, um, you guys probably had at least an idea of what most of these players are. But my number one is my. Enos Slaughter Cardinals jersey. Um, and it's actually ironic because it's the it's the uh, baby blue that the Cardinals wear, but he actually never played in it. But I thought it was fire, so I got it. So for any of you who... Yeah, explain the background <laughs> of that. For, for any of you who don't know who Enos Slaughter is, he was, he's a Hall of Fame baseball player who played in the... Most famous for playing in the 40s. Um, he is in the Hall of Fame. He played for the St. Louis Cardinals. He won two rings, two World Series with the Cardinals, two with the Yankees. Um, and, you know, I don't know if you're, if you've caught on to this, but I love St. Louis teams. Um, and this is partly why, because I, um, Enos Slaughter is my great uncle. And so, like, he's, like, really popular where we're, where Dalton and I are from. And he's from where we're from and is a Hall of Fame baseball player. So that's like a cool Yeah. Everything that just doesn't happen. Yeah. Around here. Yeah, it's so, not even just that. Like that's, my that's whole our flex. Yeah. Like, <laughs> my, a Hall of Fame baseball player. Yeah. My whole family is a huge baseball family, not just watching it, but really just playing it. Um Yeah, so I, I grew up around baseball my whole life and hearing about Enos Slaughter and that's really cool. So I actually Wore that jersey in 2013 when I saw the Cardinals play in Bush Stadium in St. Louis. And I was like, that was the best sports game I've ever been to. Really? Yeah. Um, just because the atmosphere was great. There's, there's literally nothing better than Cardinals fans in the stadium. Even in a regular season game in the middle of the week. They're like all there coming. So that jersey means a lot to me because it's my family name. And he played and stuff like that. So... Well, my number one's 
not that cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is it is meaningful to me. Uh, my 2013 LeBron Heat jersey. It's the alternate red. Says Miami. Mm-hmm. That has always been my favorite Heat jersey. Like period. Like and of course yeah. LeBron being like my favorite player. That's got to be the Holy Grail. That's my part of my Holy Grail <laughs> of jerseys. Is that yeah. one? Yeah. And um, luckily, a couple years ago, I was able to come across in like an old Adidas. Uh, I say old, uh, old because it was made mm-hmm. when he was playing for the Heat. But I mean, it was in excellent condition. I got it for little or mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, it was wonderful, and I was able to grab it. And that, yeah, that's my top. <laughs> that's my number of course one. yeah number uno. it does look cool um, I'm not a huge LeBron fan but at least it looks cool it's fire <laughs> just absolute fire alright next up we got the Boston actually no I don't want to start with that let's talk about the fans the fans the of fans. course oh my gosh so those of you that just watch sports in general know the fans have been a problem there have been multiple incidences incidents yeah. Uh, with <laughs> NBA, just it's like fans don't know how to act coming back. I don't know what the heck is that. Yeah. What? Because how many instances have it been? Has it been? Okay. Four? Yeah. There's. We'll, we'll probably what? talk about it more What's detail. There's the popcorn incident that was in with Philly. Russell Westbrook. Right. There was the fan spitting on Trey. That was in New York. In New right. York. Um. There was the, the guy who it just happened that ran in the Wizards court. That was in Washington. Yeah. Philly, still the Phillies. Yeah. yeah, that was in Washington. He ran out, slapped for the full video. If you haven't seen it, he mm-hmm. runs out, slaps the backboard, and cheers, and then he gets tackled. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's like, it's like <laughs> they're just watch, trying because like, he ran like twenty rows down, mm-hmm. full sprint onto the court. Like there was no security yeah. at the end of the row. What was he thinking? Why was there no security? We'll get into it too, anyway. But... What was the other the uh, Boston water bottle? The water bottle. Somebody a Boston fan. Water bottle gate. <laughs> and the guy was wearing a Garnett jersey. Yeah. Got to keep a jersey. Right a there. fake. Garnett. No, I think it was a replica. No, that's, that's, I saw a lot of people roasting him saying it was fake. So it was. I didn't. Or that so, a lot. Of, and I, the, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was, but a lot of people were roasting. Like, how are you gonna do that with a fake? Know. It looked like either swingman or like an old. Yeah. The early, late two thousand style yeah. swingman because those were made different yeah. than the early tens ones. Mm. But yeah, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, and it's just what even. Do, what do you think it is? Because yeah. it's like I know fans just didn't forget how to act. Yeah, I know this wasn't. I know I'm gonna add one more. This wasn't really an incident, like anything physical, but it's like, you know, I'm all for teams. Um, cheering for their team and booing the other team. That's just something that comes with sports. Right. But, like, New York fans yelling about, like, Trey Young balding in the middle of the arena. Well, they were screaming. The original chant was F Trey Young. Yeah. And then the Knicks were like, oh, and that's the crazy part. The Knicks did it as an organization. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the fans. That's, like, no class at all. Like, they're like, okay, so F Trey Young is not a good mm. chant. People yeah. don't seem to like, or the fans love it. But <laughs> everything, everybody else seems to think it's not yeah. that great. So we'll give them a chant, mm-hmm. and they'll use that instead, which they did use it, but not as much as they used mm-hmm. that Trey Young in the same game. Yeah, and I'm not a, as a Hawks fan. I mean, you're an opposing player. Mm-hmm. These things are bound to happen. 
Yeah. Like Derek Rose said it best because they asked Derek Rose about it, and his response was, "That's basketball. Mm-hmm. Like this is what happens in a you know he's like the people have gotten soft to this kind of thing, like and I believe it was a story not too long ago, um, that got shared because of everything that was happening with all of the instances. Yeah. This, you know during these playoffs, where like Derek Rose at one point had had beer poured on his mom mm-hmm. in a in a game setting at an away yeah. game before. Like, I mean, it had happened. And obviously, we didn't hear anything mm-hmm. major about it then, yeah. but it came up now, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I mean... Yeah, but also, it's crazy, because, like, I think it's a combination of multiple things. Because, like, also, so if, you look, if you look at those incidents, it's like, those are few and far between. They happened, but not really that often. No, but this is like four yeah. or five in like yeah yeah but these like but these weeks. yeah but these past ones, I think the first reason is that really honestly it's just simply like people really did forget how to act like honestly being away from a like a public sports arena for a long time like you probably go in and like I'm not excusing anything they did but like the excitement and like probably the adrenaline rush. Of being there and really just forgetting how to act in public is probably. So you honestly believe they just forgot how to act? No, like really, man. Like I mean, we've. I mean, you know, I think even in, like normal life, we've literally seen people forget how to act because of like the quarantine and the lockdown. Like I've been to the grocery store and people forget how to act, and that's just a simple day to day thing. That's true. Going <laughs> to the grocery store, people still think it's the apocalypse. Yeah, like, they buy, like, like two to three, whatever cases of. Toilet paper yeah. or water or whatever else they think yeah, like, so in their yeah. bunker. Or... It's obviously in, like our in human nature like <laughs> to freak out about stuff. It doesn't excuse it, but I think that's partly. And also like like you said, where is the security during these times? Okay, so <laughs> at some and I believe it's uh, it was on US I think it was on first take mm-hmm. Stephen A and whatever, and they brought it to the attention that the New York staff is like very much like a police state mm-hmm. in the arena. They have guards everywhere. And I believe yeah. it was Rachel Nichols that commented on it. Um, she's like, you can't even go from one media section to another mm-hmm. in like MSG without somebody asking for your ID, where you're going, what are you doing? You're not allowed there. Like that's yeah. in MSG because it's very policed. And mm-hmm. we've seen it, you know, with Charles Oakley and everything. Different scenario, but same type mm-hmm. of policing. In Washington, they do not have that in place. And I think it's because it is a much different market, which, of course, it is. It's Washington versus New York. Mm-hmm. But to not have security at every type of whatever, yeah. I mean, come on. you got to put something in place now. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure other teams are going to, if they didn't have it, and watching what happened in Washington with the guy ran mm-hmm. out there. I mean, he came out like right at half court. Mm-hmm. Had plenty of time to run to the other end, slap the backboard, scream, I don't know. I didn't hear the audio. And then get tackled. Yeah, it's good he didn't hit a player because then they would have had to do the That's another crazy part. Exactly. Just him being out there, if he touched anybody, they would have been out. They would have been pulled. They wouldn't have been able to play because of health and safety protocols. It's the same thing um, with the, uh, I don't know if you saw it, Boston. The fan that... Tried the fan that tried to high five yeah. Jason Tatum and security just went up and like grabbed Tatum's hand away. <laughs> yeah. Because they were like, no, we need you for the playoffs. You can't touch the, him. The fan's hand. 
No, I thought he grabbed Tatum's hand. Oh, I may have watched it wrong incorrectly, but yeah, he grabbed. Like he he grabbed yeah, hands, it looked like he grabbed hands. Tatum's hand away because Tatum was just gonna, you know, just a normal. That's something that happens all the time. In the yeah, day. but with COVID, it definitely would have kept him out mm-hmm. of the protocol. If or the protocol would have been different depending on if and if not he had been vaccinated or whatever. Yeah, but still, yeah. like fans are not even taking. He spit like the guy in New York. He spit on Trey Young. COVID's not dead, guys. Mm. Just because we have a vaccine doesn't mean everybody has it, doesn't mean everybody's immune, doesn't mean mm. this, that, or the other. But it's just something else about spitting on a human. Like, if I spit on you right now, even if you how took, would you feel? Yeah, even if you took COVID away. It's... If you take COVID away, spitting on another person is so disrespectful. <laughs> Add COVID to it, it's even more, like, of an issue. Yeah. Like, it's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's really terrible. Because, like, we... Honestly, it's like, we really... Like, watching the, the players on TV and stuff, we really do forget that they're human beings sometimes. Like, they're literally, like, treating these players like... Like, like, uh, like caged, caged animals. Just, like, throwing things at them. on them, calling them yeah. certain racial slurs or whatever. I mean, it's just awful. And I really hate to have to deal with this while they're just trying to play a playoff game. Yeah, I'm like... They play basketball for a living. Calm down. Uh, one thing I saw was Richard Jefferson. He had stated that he's like, this is why I never brought my family to a away playoff game was because of fans in that atmosphere. Because mm-hmm. he had told a story about being um, back when he was on the New Jersey Nets with Jason Kidd. And I believe they were in an away game. Um I don't know who they were playing. It was some. I think it was the Eastern Conference Finals. They were playing somebody, yeah. and they were making like they were calling out like I believe it was Jason Kidd's wife or whatever at the time, and like calling her stuff and doing all just basically harassing his wife in the stands mm-hmm. while he's out there trying to play. And he, you know, he, he can't just run up there and protect her because that's not allowed, mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And it's just sad to see. Yeah, that's. <sighs> Yeah, I've been so frustrated seeing these videos come out. I just wish fans would get it together. Yeah, me too. <laughs> just just get it together so we can all enjoy the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. This news... You go ahead. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. I just saw it this morning about how Danny Ainge has stepped down and Brad Stevens taking his place and now the Celtics are looking for a new head coach. That's crazy. Yeah, because I was like, what? I was like, Danny Ainge is like... Such a but, weird season for the yeah. Celtics as a whole. Yeah. Like, what was their... What, like, what even was the Celtics this year? Like, honestly. They were the seventh seed. They were the seventh seed, but they... Yeah, because they had to play the play-in tournament, the, yeah. which they were completely out of the play-in for a hot minute. Yeah. There, and they ended up... They did also... Catching, and they they caught injury. fire in some other teams. They had injury issues, too, right? They had COVID issues along with yeah. injury issues. Because okay. Tatum, he got COVID. He came back. He wasn't himself. Mm-hmm. Brown got hurt. And I think Brown had COVID. Marcus Smart got hurt. He was out for some time. And mm-hmm. he's, of course, a big defensive presence there. So, I mean, it's super, like, crazy. Plus the fact Danny Ainge has been a part of that team for so long. Yeah. Like, I mean... You think of the Boston Celtics. Isn't he the reason they have most of their trades and picks? Do what? And he isn't he the reason they have most of their trades and picks? Uh, Brooklyn's the reason they have most of their. <laughs> well, picks. but didn't he pull it off? I mean, yeah, he yeah. was the general manager at the time. 
But like, I mean, just look at it. Like, okay, so they won thirty six. They were thirty six and thirty six on the season. Mm. Okay, perfectly. They balanced. were sixteenth in offense and eleventh in defense. Mm. I mean, that's not hard. I mean, that's pretty decent. Like as a unit, especially when you take into account COVID issues, injuries, whatever. Yeah. But weren't they? It's this kind of sucks because like, arguably they have like a better team than last season, and they were like. They were a higher, much higher seed last season. I don't know. I wouldn't argue that. Mm-hmm. I would say that Jason Taylor, Jalen Brown have improved so much over the last mm-hmm. season. But as the team as a whole, I wouldn't say it was necessarily better. Because mm-hmm. like Tristan Thompson, he's not really doing much. Mm-hmm. Jeff Teague, he's not really doing that much. That Williams guy, I forgot his, I don't remember his name. He's is like the Alan center Williams? now. Yeah. It is something I remember worse. playing on 2K and I was like, oh, they have, a, <laughs> they have an 81 center? I don't know this guy. Now, he is good. I think yeah. he's up for most improved. Yeah, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Like, he is good. I think it's him, Julius Randle, and somebody else. Mm-hmm. But he's good. Man, my most improved is Julius. Well, yeah, because Julius already won it. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Anyway, he was up for at, mm. at the point before it was chosen. And he was really good. But Danny Ainge, how? I mean, he, I feel like he's been a part of the Celtics for freaking forever. Yeah. Like, of course, playing there and, you know, with Larry Bird and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, being GM. Because he's the one that got pulled off the Ray Allen trade and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. He's literally been there for, like, ever, mm-hmm. it feels like. And for him to just basically admit failure. I, f- I feel like anytime somebody in a position like that steps down... Like, willingly, it's just admitting that they can't do it. Yeah. They don't know what to do to fix it. Mm. I mean, obviously, I have a lot of respect for Danny Ainge because of everything that he's been able to pull off. Yeah. I mean, because he's sucked teams dry of draft picks. Like, just completely, <laughs> <Yeah>. don't laugh. <laughs> just yeah. completely, like, sucked them dry. And he's been able to use it. And now I feel like OKC's GM, was it Sam Presti? Yeah. He is very much to me like Danny Ainge as mm-hmm. far as they have, I believe it's thirty seven draft picks over the next three, four years. It's ridiculous. Might be seven years. Might be seven years. But still thirty seven draft mm-hmm. picks. Like that's Danny Ainge level draft pick mm-hmm. hogging there, like getting it all together. But the most upsetting news is not even Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. It's that it's that Brad Stevens is stepping into Danny's role and they gotta get a new coach. Yeah, I was that confused me because I was like, why don't they just get a different president? Why don't they get him, a different president? Well, okay, keep so him the coach. I okay, so I I like it, but I don't. I think Brad Stevens is a better coach. Mm-hmm. I think he should stay coach. Mm-hmm. But hiring a new coach, I don't know if that would work, or if he's, or if they're just gonna make Brad like dual, like mm-hmm. how Doc Rivers used to do. Doc was president and coach. Mm-hmm. I I don't know how. He Brad Stevens would like that. Brad Stevens is much more focused on the play. He'd much rather just be on the players. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is that the Celtics wanted to do was basically commit to Brad by saying, "Hey, we still want. We don't want you to go because most time you get a new president, they want their own coach. Mm-hmm. They want their own setup. Boston has a winning culture. Mm-hmm. Granted, they don't have that championship yet that they've been trying to get." For because they've been Eastern Conference Finals what three of the last five, yeah. The like, last they time have, they won was two thousand eight. Two thousand eight, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but just the last five years have been so successful for them as an organization. Mm-hmm. Besides missing the NBA Finals, they've been awesome. 
Mm-hmm. Like, just pretty consistent all across the board. Even when they like, lost Kyrie. It took LeBron Kyrie. seven games without Kyrie. Yeah. With a rookie Jason Tatum. And a sophomore Jalen Brown. And the uh, Scary Terry coming to life. Well, yeah, Scary Terry coming to life. <laughs> Shout out, Scary. Scary Terry. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I feel like this... I feel like them offering that position to Brad really just set them up as like, hey, no matter what happens, what we do, you're a priority and we mm-hmm. want you here. And I feel like that was yeah. a big thing. And I think that really helps Brad in his new role because mm-hmm. they're like, it doesn't matter what happens, I feel needed to this franchise. Mm-hmm. They want me here because they know work's not over, but also they know my work is, you know, not a negative thing Yeah. in the whole bowl of mix of everything that's going on. Alright, that is a wrap for this episode of the Jersey Watch Podcast. Colton, it has been great having you on. Mm-hmm. I Thank definitely you so hope, much. hope we get you back on sometime soon. Uh, for people that want to catch new or old episodes of the podcast, you can always go uh, to jerseywatchsports.com. We're, of course, on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Anchor, wherever you get your podcast. Um, and until next time, I'm your host. Dalton, and this has been Jersey Watch.